Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandrobe, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandro, and I'm talking with Monica Stevens, who is co-founder and CEO of Jameson Animal Rescue Ranch, an organization that's very close to our hearts and one we supported heavily during the 2017 fires. Monica Thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me. So you're a pretty amazing lady. We're actually in a second business that you are co-proprietor of, um, 750 Wine Merchants, um, is where we're having this interview. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, But first, let's talk about what was your first professional job ever? Oh, that takes me back, Michelle. I actually was one of the top salespeople for a title company in Chicago called Chicago Title Insurance Company. And I was one of the senior um, sales executives. And um, people might wonder, and we'll get into that how I got to here, but it was quite an extraordinary time because it, it gave me the skills of sales, which we need every day, no matter what we're doing. So I, I, I tend to keep applying those skills, and they're very useful. Well, we are in the Napa Valley. You are from Chicago. So we do have to ask, how did you land here? Absolutely. So in 2006, when I um, was living in Chicago, one of my clients was the Robert Mondavi winery family. So it was really me working very closely with Robert, Tim, and Michael, and thing, very cool things that they were doing in Chicago. I would come out to Napa to um, work with them in the field a little bit. And it was on one particular trip, January of 06, where I said, what am I doing? Like, I belong in Napa Valley. I love Mr. Mandavi, I love the Mandavis. I love everything about Napa. What am I doing going back and forth? And then literally in that moment, I said to myself, and it was, like, let's say, January 1st of Oh, in 06. Chicago, that's brutal. <laughs> I know, that's why I was <laughs> thankfully out here. I said, I'm going to move here in six months. July 1st of 06, I landed. Okay. And it was just more of a desire to be closer to that, which I really thought was fantastic. Yeah being awesome. really close to the wine people. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. So they were motivators for you to relocate here. And what an amazing family they are. But let's talk about your two businesses today. Yeah. Um, I know that they are very, very dear to your heart. And you spend almost every waking moment <laughs> <laughs> working tirelessly for both of them. Let's first talk about Jameson Animal Rescue Ranch. Why Why did you start that organization? Yeah. Thank you, and they're so intertwined, right? Um, so I have always, since I was a little girl, I've been rescuing anything from ants, 
to squirrels to dogs. And I have a huge family in Chicago, seven brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. 18 nieces and nephews, mom and dad. And my mom was kind of my co-conspirator. Like, I would bring the animals through the back door, and she'd look the other way. And, you know, I always had, like, some animals happening in the house. And I always knew that I was a protector of the animals or the underdog. And not just the dogs, but always the underdog, whether it's a human or a creature, I always felt that I was their kind of their protector. So I always, as a little girl, wanted to have my own rescue. I don't even know what that meant. And But in my heart, I knew that I could take care of many animals, and I would be happy as a clam. So here I am in Chicago, really doing great work. My, my background's PR. I had a public relations business. And so, um, you know, working with the great people of the world and wine that came to Chicago, I would travel extensively to New York and Boston. Those are my three marketplaces. And gratefully, you, you become kind of recognized as, okay, I, I, can, I can do sales, I can do PR. Um, those are really good back, background when you're trying to start a nonprofit. Fast forward, 2014, I've been living here now eight years, and I kept saying to David, we really need to do something. We need to balance out all this wonderful opportunity here with the wine industry, and we need to balance it out with some philanthropy, some generosity back. And that's when we decided that we would formally start Jameson. So we put together a group of eight friends that were all in the wine industry, got our website up, got our board of directors going, and our first wine of Palooza was 2014. We put it together in three months. Oh my gosh! And so you fast forward, and it's it is the reason Jameson is doing so well and beloved is because the wine industry is at our back. They help us every day. The words in our our in our name is Napa Valley Jameson Animal Rescue Action Napa Valley. There, we are not trying to disguise the fact that we are located in one of the most beautiful and philanthropic areas in the world and thus animals will prosper because of that association. Talking about the 2017 fires, though, yeah. you helped animals mm. not only in Napa County, but Sonoma County and, yeah. and other counties yeah. in the surrounding areas as well, right? Right. So we started in 2014. We, we started right before the earthquake of 2014. Oh, right. So we really didn't have any impact then because we were very fledgling every disaster since that in our area from the valley fire the famous valley fires of lake county up through um the campfires of november jameson has been a big part of disaster relief and um funding for people so we kind of were put on the map in 2015 in the lake county fire that's where we got our boots on the ground um start and we were stationed up at the Calistoga Fairgrounds for a month helping people and then in Lake County every month for a year until the next disaster happened so we have been on the ground so by the time 2017 came we were a known entity for helping but that was a whole different kind of disaster than we've ever seen before and we'll probably talk about that later yeah well let's talk about it now yeah so 
we we all know no one was prepared. You know, we're in Napa Valley, right? We stuff like this doesn't happen to us, and it did. And on the animal side, we did everything we could. It was sheer chaos for 72 hours, and we did everything we could. All of us were in touch. Great rescues in the valley. We have great people. Thank God. We have OES here. Our Office of Emergency Services out of Napa County is one of the best. So we got through it. It was a month, no sleep, move, 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 help, help, help. Thankfully, we're folks like you in your organization, you came together, you spread the word about Jameson. We got a lot of great funding in from the vintners and from folks like you, and then we were able to help people with the money. So that was the start of the next step, which was we are not gonna be in this place again. We are going to have, we're gonna train, we're going to have equipment. We're going to have supplies. We're going to have funding to do big things. Two year, year and a half later, I am so proud of Napa. We have, we meet quarterly with our animal um, advisors, and Jameson has been able to donate over one hundred eighty thousand dollars to Napa County and the Napa Card Organization, so that we have the the right equipment in place for the next disaster pretty spectacular it is yeah. in such a short period of time five right. years right roughly so that's only one business that right. you have yeah and I it's full-time for me we have a ranch down in Carneros it's right. going to be going under complete renovation probably at the end of this year we'll start we have 60 animals it's not open to the public but people want to have a private tour I'm happy to do it we have uh, 10 employees and it's it's my love. I'm a volunteer. I don't get paid. I love doing it. It's, it's my, my life song. It feeds your soul. It feeds my soul. And then the other full-time job is the wine shop, which is another incredible opportunity for David and I to work together, and we have private tasting, so it allows people to come into our space by appointment, sit down, have a luxurious edited list of all the, the greats of Napa Valley in one setting. And David is your husband. Yes. And you actually had this business before Jameson Animal Rescue Ranch. So let's talk about how you and David um, Matt put this together. <laughs> yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. How did, how did the two of you meet and come up with this great idea? Yeah. Um, so and find this special spot. It is a special spot. Um, so I was working, I, when I first came out here, I was the innkeeper at the Poetry Inn. And so I got to meet some of the best visitors from around the United States. David happened to bring some wine up to the inn. That was love at first sight, really. We got married two years later. He owned another wine shop with someone. He decided to sell his interest in that. And we opened this together in 2009. He's from North Dakota originally far uh, mine at North Dakota oh, so wow. we both kind of fled the cold winters right somewhere, somewhere <laughs> sunny and but David is the man like he is the wine dude he's got one of the most respected palates in the valley people regard his intellect on wine and so I basically just you know was on his coattails the whole time and I've learned he's my mentor I've learned everything I know about wine from him so you guys found this great spot? Yeah. So we're walking, we're looking for a spot. And our friend and real estate agent, Katie Sample, said, you know what? There's a spot I want to show you. And it's owned by 
the um, the founder of Screaming Eagle, Jeannie Phillips. Oh, that's she when she sold in '06, she's left basically left the space. No one's there. So we went into this. We opened the door. So it has great mojo. Oh yeah, and Jeannie <laughs> Phillips will say, "You take care of the Carmen; it'll take care of you." Right. So far, so good. Yeah. We walked in the be- this beautiful door, which unfortunately no one else can see but you and I right now, and we're like, "Oh, it was so urban." It spoke to me from my Chicago background. Absolutely, like, I loved it. And it is. So you talk about kind of the Bermuda Triangle of success. It's definitely the experience, and experience in this space. It's pretty special. It's unlike any any other experience you can have in the Napa Valley. I agree because it, it's very urban feeling in here. Concrete floor, you know, lots of metal, um, but it is a treasure. High and ceilings. High ceilings. It's kind lots of like of a, windows. A, a loft. loft in Tribeca. Correct. I yeah. mean, it is very reminiscent of that. And we, do, you know, we, we have 150 wines on the wall, and that's what we're focused on for this moment. And yeah, it's it's a lot of great memories happen in here. And there are these ultra premium, small production, <laughs> fabulous jewels that you can't valley. find, are very hard to find. Yeah, they might be in a high end restaurant. We're very proud of that, and that's that's the joy of the, of being in Napa Valley are the relationships. If you pair it all the way down, and aside from Jameson being able to be here, if you look at the wine industry. It is the relationships. It's the vintners and the winemakers that if we didn't have their friendship and their respect, we wouldn't have a business. Because you're talking about 200 cases. They could sell that wine to anybody. There's some wines on our wall that we're the only people that have it in the world. And we were pretty excited about that. So I have to ask, or we have to educate, um, if someone is intrigued and wants to come visit 750, can they get an appointment? Oh, sure. Um, Depends, you know, when they're asking, but yeah, it's easy. They can just email me, monica at 750wines.com, and I send them a questionnaire. I wanna know where they're going, where they've been, what are they collecting? Are they novices, are they enthusiasts, are they collectors, are they, who are they coming with? Um, and then they send that questionnaire back. We settle in on a time, and I have to tell you, I want I want that experience to be their favorite experience of their visit. I want them to tell everybody how great it was. So that's we get how how we don't advertise. How has our business become known? It's between the wine industry telling people, and now a bigger part is, you know, repeat guests, guests telling you have to go to seven fifty. Because you get to check, you get to taste some of the best wines in the in the Napa Valley and Sonoma. It's pretty great. Are you contained to, to just Napa and Sonoma County wines? We did. We go up to Oregon once in a while. You know, there's a couple of winemakers here that do stuff in Oregon, so we right. want to support them. We go into Central Valley, little Lompoc, some Santa Cruz, but it's usually where our winemakers are. Like Russell Bevan, he has a Pinot from Santa Cruz, so we want that wine in our shop. So the relationship is usually with a local winemaker, but they might be stretching themselves out a little too. Want more on today's interview? Purchase Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. It's available on our website at winecountrywomen.com. 
let's get back to you and your career. What drives you? How do you keep going? Because you, you know, as we said earlier, I mean, you work 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> How do you keep going and not get worn out? I mean, what, what keeps you going other than maybe a espresso a- every night? <laughs> I have a, a lot of purpose. I have the purpose to do really good things for Napa Valley with our wine shop. And I have a purpose for animals and humans and the environment to intertwine themselves and really teach humans how to be more compassionate. So because we're in Napa Valley and this is the land where you can make things happen, that gives me that gives me the wind, right? I come from a very hardworking family very big. I said seven brothers and sisters, mom and dad. Dad didn't even finish high school. And we all have a purpose. And my dad used to say, Monica, follow your star. Wherever your star is leading, you follow it and you will be a happy person. So yeah, do I clock in over 100 hours a week? Sure. Oh my God, guess what I get to do? I get to work with animals and I get to work with Napa Valley and folks like you. Like most people would give their, you know, left hand to do something like that so you know you and I talk about this it is hard work people think we're here drinking wine all day we're not but we get to do our business in one of the most beautiful places with the most wonderful people well said top moments of your career so far and it could be part of your career that we haven't even talked about I oh Great, great three, year, three years of my life. I was, back then they, it was, um, I was the executive director of the American Institute of Wine and Food for the Chicago chapter. And talk about if you are foodie, I'm vegan, so food has been important to me, but not at the level of some of our friends, right? They, right. they want to go to every five-star restaurant, but for me, being able to, to be in the swirl with some of the most celebrated chefs in Chicago and New York, as well as the most celebrated wine people, meeting Julia Child and having her and Robert Mondavi on each side of me, if I would have died that day, that would have been fine, because those are like the icons of food and wine. That was, in Chicago, that was probably the most exciting time to be so involved in in AIWF, which started out here, and then, I have to say what we're doing with Jameson and the plans, and, and my vision has evolved from five years ago, what we're planning on doing and making an impact and kind of disrupting the way rescue is thought of, those will be some of my proudest moments yet to come. Which leads me to want to ask, what do you hope to achieve by this time next year with Jameson Animal Rescue Ranch specifically? I hope that we're underway that we raised our big chunk of our capital campaign we're looking to raise eight to ten million to build out the ranch Uh, michelle what we're doing is instead of just building out the ranch we're going to make the ranch a blueprint for others because so many people want to help animals so many people want to have their own rescue well why not put a blueprint together so they can do it so instead of putting it off because they have no idea how to get started Jameson's going to put that together. You'll be the prototype for others. Exactly. 
Perfect. Okay. That's so that we hope in, in a year both those things are happening in parallel. Perfect. Yeah. Well, now let's talk about your personal life. So as we've talked about, you're from Chicago. You moved here in 06. Where do you live in the valley? David and I live on the southern tip of Napa, so pretty much Carneros. Okay. Love it. Okay. I know that you've moved because I know that you lived in another part of the valley at one point. How, how have you settled on uh, the Carneros area now? Well, we're renting, and one of our friends who's in the wine industry, they moved on to their estate in Oakville, and they had this house, farmhouse, and two acres. And we, they, we, were, we were at dinner one night, and they were talking about they were going to put it up for rent, and we just said, oh, my God. We love it. We love it, and we have, (laughs) you know, four dogs, and they were like, that's fine. So it was just perfect. So, But, you know, the nice part about living in Napa. Now. Now, because we were in Angwin, there's, it's, you know, it's quick to get to the airport. It's quick to get into the city. City, right. There's so many exciting things happening all over Napa Valley, but in particular Napa. And that's where the ranch is, too, so I'm five minutes from the ranch. And that's important, proximity. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great location now. Yeah, and we our business is here in St. Helena, so guess what? I get, I get to drive up to St. Helena. I get to go down to Napa. I cross that imaginary line that many don't cross every day. Right. <laughs> right, so it's great. I know that you don't leave a lot of room for free time, mm-hmm. but if you had a dream day that you could plan out in the Napa Valley for yourself, what would it look like? You know, my favorite um, guilty pleasures is a massage. Favorite spot? Um, uh, There's a a great little spot called, uh, I think I haven't been there since probably six months but Pierre down in Napa it's a great little spot and and I do like to do that and what girl doesn't love a pedicure right right and and then drinks with girlfriends catching up with a glass of champagne you know how often do we get to do stuff like that because it's always business meetings we're going to right so that would be a perfect day to our massage pedicure lunch or early dinner with girlfriends. With girlfriends. And yeah. some bubbles. Definitely bubbles. So I have to ask this on that note. We're in Napa Valley. What do you like to drink at home? So we, we love all. Everyone says, what's your favorite varietal, Monica right. and David? And we love them all. But I love Cab Frankenson in particular. Well, that's interesting. Okay. And, and David loves them all too. But what we have is that fun Coravin, so we can drink whatever we want and then any night we go out a lot too which is great but my favorite thing to do after a day of being at the wine shop and smelling all these beautiful wines and hosting you know three groups each six four to six I want a cocktail <laughs> so it's Yay. called the Monica Tini and it has grapefruit juice lime juice and vodka I and love my it. brother-in-law made up little cards and it has the formula on there so I can just hand them out 
Okay, <laughs> I love it. I learned something new. Yeah. I, and you have your own own cocktail named after you. So if we took a step inside the farmhouse that you're living in, what would we see? Does it have? Does it reflect your style and David's style? You know, we've got, you know, you know, David's, he's had his, all his collectibles, all his life, I've had mine, you know. So describe, describe it to us. Well, it's, for him, it's music. He's got lots of guitars, piano, has a lot of stuff. I have more animal stuff, like photos of where I've been with animals, so... What we decided to do is until we buy our special house is we're just gonna keep everything packed up because, so it's very minimalist to answer your question. Okay. Very minimalist, we have our nice furniture, a couple of art pieces. We have a very eclectic taste between the two of us. But what you will find is David has his bourbon collection in, you know, in a case yes. and we have our wine. I mean, we have to have our wine, right? Out, right? And, and, um, we have, you know, some really beautiful artwork, but we haven't un- we haven't unwrapped all the things that will, are going to make our our home, the final home, very special. Okay. Curious. And books. Sorry, lots of books. Lots of books. Lots of books. You have time to read. Used to. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I'm impressed. I I have great intentions. I buy the books. Yeah. And then they sit there and want me. Yeah. Um, tell me, is there a hobby or, um, something that people might be surprised to learn about you that we haven't talked about? Do you have a hidden talent? I, um, before I left Chicago, I was going to be a yoga instructor. So yoga is, I haven't been able to practice it much here, but kind of every day is kind of yoga to me with the animals. So I would say people probably don't realize that I have that background of yoga. And that, I'm vegan. I think some people know that, but not a lot of people. So I get asked a lot of good questions, and I help people understand what that's like, and maybe could they do it for a day? So it's not a hidden talent, but it's certainly something I don't talk about a lot because I don't want to be in people's face about it. About about being vegan. Mm-hmm. Is there a meaningful trip that you've been on that you can tell us about? Out of the country, in the country? I think one of the, the mo- several to Europe um, in, in another life when I was living in Chicago. I haven't made much time to travel while I've lived here. Da- actually, let, let me back up. David and I, when I was at the Poetry and I wanted to know the whole Bay Area. So he and I would take weekend trips, and we'd go down to, you know, two hours away, the Ritz-Carlton on the ocean. We would go wherever we could within two hours, Tahoe. But before then, Chicago, I was traveling to Italy, and I met with, like, the Frescobaldis, and um, what an inspiration going to Italy was, and Ireland, too. Just nothing related to animals, but Italy definitely was wine-related. And it was meaningful to you. Very meaningful. 
really to go back that far and see what people are doing in wine. You know, our, our wine culture is pretty young. Italy, you know, decades old. And to be part of that and meet some of the greats, like the Frescobaldis, the first, some of the first families in wine, is spectacular. Is there a particular moment or memory from that trip that you can share? Having dinner with them. And once again, they, they had a partnership with the Mandavis, so that's how that happened. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're in their tweed coats, very stylish and very charismatic and gracious. You know, the Regal. way you would appear, you would think Europeans are, and they are, and it was great. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think we're going to kind of wrap things up with what I like to call five quick questions. You ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try not to stump you, but if I do, I'll quickly move on. Okay, first question. What kind of car do you drive? A Mini Cooper. Who's your favorite designer brand to wear? I really love Coco Chanel stuff. Okay. What's the last piece of candy you ate? Oh, my gosh. Licorice. Who do you call for advice? My family. Okay. And what is one, and I'm sure you have several, but what is one bucket list item? I would like to go to Thailand and go to the uh, Chiang Rai Elephant Sanctuary. Have many wildlife animal-related uh, trips I'd like to take to complement all the domestic work I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Like Chiang Rai in uh, Thailand. That sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay, Monica, that's it. <laughs> thank you, Michelle. I thank you so much for sitting down with us today. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad to revisit 750 Wines here with you. We had a bourbon conversation the last time you were here. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.